the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and tuning in and downloading this episode. Uh, along with for the ride this week is Thomas Falk. Thomas, what's up? What's up? I'm just chilling. You're here. We're talking about the Dark Crystal. We also over on the uh, DJ Spin Table. He's been uh, maxing, relaxing uh, outside of the school, shooting some. B- Wait, never mind. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school. I screwed that up. Producer Phil. Phil, what's going on? Uh, I'm doing good. Oh, good. Okay, Sorry, just checking I, I with you. All right, all right. Uh, I I zinged when you I, I zinged when you should have zagged. Okay. So um, to this week we are talking. Everyone, everyone listening to us on the radio just was like, "Did my radio just go out?" Yeah, everything just exploded. <laughs> uh, the Dark Crystal, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is a masterpiece, but is it in fact horrible? Thomas has an opinion. Don't tell us yet. Okay. Uh, is it in fact horrible? Uh, we've got these puppets. We could have just had some actors. Uh, you know, dress up in some outfits, but we went the length of having puppets. I just broke this pen. Um, but we are going to talk about that in length today. Phil, you've never seen The Dark Crystal. I never heard of it. You didn't yesterday. even know about it. No. This, to me, there was a, and I cannot think of the of the magazine. Kids' magazines are something you used to have to get before the internet, and now you see them every once in a while, but really... Magazines were the lifeblood of Hollywood for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I cannot remember the name of this magazine I saw, but in the magazine, that issue, I opened it up and it was all about puppeteering. I was in kindergarten. And in this magazine, it had a whole thing about the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But in talking about the labyrinth, okay, it talked about the dark crystal. And at that time, I had never seen, I was five, I had never seen The Dark Crystal, which came out in 1982. Uh, so, it was, you know, before this, obviously. Um, and that piqued my interest of what The Dark Crystal was. My parents wanted nothing to do with me seeing The Dark Crystal. We saw it uh, uh, later on uh, in the when they rented it, mm-hmm. and they were like, what the crap is this? But mm-hmm. I thought, this is pretty neat. It's these puppets. I realized Jim Henson and Frank Oz, who I remember those names very vividly from the Muppets, mm-hmm. from the Muppet Show, later on from Muppet Babies, um, Fraggle Rock, all these great 
things that Jim Henson brought us. And then Frank Oz was Yoda, and I knew that already. So that was my thoughts of the Dark Crystal. Not really, not, uh, I, I thought it was great. I love the Labyrinth more. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. The Labyrinth, for me, much, much better. Uh, and then the Neverending Story fits along along the same sure. lines. Betray you. And what so, but what but what really sold me on the never ending story, Thomas? Oh god. This big white fluffy thing. What was oh, it? Well it, it was Falcor. Falcor the Luck Dragon. <laughs> um I thought Falcor was the best. Just the best. That wasn't anyway. Henson, was it? No, no, but it's along these same lines. Okay. Like this uh we're gonna use puppets to make things it was a huge puppet. So to then to deconstruct my thoughts, Dark Crystal Labyrinth, Never ending Story. All kind of that same thing. The best out of those three, what's the best, Thomas, in your mind? Okay, what are my choices again? Dark Crystal, Dark Crystal, The Labyrinth, The Neverending Story. Those three things. Oh, what are the man. three? What, what's best out of those three? I would, I would have to, honestly, I would have to go with Neverending Story. There you go. Really? Yeah. See, I would say Labyrinth. Um, I think that I think that uh, Neverending Story kind of like um, feeds so much into its its genre and it draws you in as a child. Right straight into the story that like there's got a book, yeah, the whole book thing. Yeah, Fred Savage in that. Fred, little Fred Savage, wasn't he a little guy? Right. And his grandpa reading him the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's a that's a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. Um. So I I just I like that uh quite a bit, and it doesn't have quite a much quite as much of like the fear element. Comes around at the end, and it's like much more hopeful and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Dark Crystal, though, man, it's a deep dive into this other realm. They have to set it up. I knew, and I'd forgotten about the voiceover to start out with. I couldn't remember if there was a an explanation of this world. Right. On this show, we have seen a lot of movies that start out with an explanation. Normally, that doesn't bode well for the movie because <laughs> you have it, it normally. Here's how these explanations normally go: In the universe of Zipzorbs, the Zipzorbs then they are looking for the special crystals that then are going to take them back to their own world. Watch out, though, the phalanx are there to expose the under. <laughs> and you're just like, wow. So right. they start with the they start with this, and actually, um, we're going to cover another movie on the next episode that also starts with a voiceover. Anyway, but. We'll get there in a second. The Dark Crystal. Let's talk about the details of the movie. It is time. Time for some deets. The Dark Crystal. Directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Produced by Jim Henson and Gary Kurtz. Gary Kurtz uh, has had a huge, illustrious Hollywood career producing the following movies. American Graffiti, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Crystal, The Return to Oz. Which I don't know if you can say The Return to Oz is a good movie, but he's directed Star Wars. Two Star Wars movies. Gary Kurtz, ladies and gentlemen. Produced. Produced those movies. All right, great. Starring Stephen Garlic. Legit, that's his name. I might be Garlic. Lisa Maxwell, Billy Whitelaw, Percy Edwards, and Barry Denon. Do we know any of those people? No, we do not. Okay, good. All right. Narrated by Joseph O'Connor. And like I said, he's got a nice Irish accent. Uh, Joseph O'Connor. All right. I'm very cultured. Uh, music by Trevor <laughs> Jones. I only say that because the music is very important in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, creatures, what are they called? Not not the not the Skeksis, but the Mystics. The Mystics. Are doing a lot of this. Oh. In the movie. So the music <laughs> is a very big, very important thing. <laughs> Release date of December 17th, 1982 in the U.S. 
Um, a 93-minute runtime didn't feel like that. It got a little bit draggy for me. The back three quarters of the movie, where I'm like, okay, we're trying to get to the castle. Yeah, let's get to the <laughs> castle. Oh my Come gosh! Speed these puppets up. Put them on wheels or something. <laughs> Budget of 25 million uh, and a box office of 41 million. So it did make some money, uh, but I would say something like this is such a labor of love that if Jim Henson didn't make a dime on it, that he would be like, we worked hard. We got. We were able to create this unbelievable world out of. You know, some puppets. Yeah. And uh, we're happy. I'm sure it made more money than Meet the Feebles. I can guarantee you it made much more money than Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste, any of those uh, Peter yeah. Jackson movies yeah. uh, combined. you even know what those are? No. Peter, ja- Peter Jackson did this whole string of, like, really weird... Puppety. Puppety gore. Uh, man, Meet the Feebles. Like, I don't even it's, want... To, we can't even talk about it on here. It's <laughs> grotesque. My friend Big Andy, who's been on the show, Andy Lewin, patron saint of the podcast, he's mm-hmm. like, you know... He's Andy. He was a huge Meet the Feebles fan. I remember. Anyway, that's a long story. I digress a little bit, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, yeah, do you so, want to do you want to do thirty second synopsis on this one, or do you want to wait till the next one? Um, I'd like to see if you can do a thirty second synopsis <laughs> on the Dark Crystal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to put the clock on here. I think I'm. I think I'm able to do it. I feel like. I feel like I've got the power. 30 seconds synopsis. The Dark Crystal. Sponsored by Folgers. Folgers Crystals. Uh, waking you up in the morning and keeping your eyes uh, propped open until you go to sleep at night. Just That's don't right. stare into the reflector. Don't stare right into the... And you're, have your essence stolen. Right. Gross. <laughs> Ban- <laughs> uh, Monster Energy Drink is actually just the essence of yeah. these poor innocent the, the, creatures. The podlings. Podlings. <laughs> but luckily a gelfing came along. All right. 30 seconds synopsis. Me, the Dark Crystal, ready, go. All right, so the Skeksis and the Mystics were a race. They became separated whenever uh, the Dark Crystal was shattered. Segway to Neo, Jin, as you also call him. Um, And he is the chosen one. Uh, He finds the Crystal Shard. He slowly takes it back to uh, the castle. He puts it back together. Uh, after fighting some nasty crab reptilian-looking creature things, and then uh, alas, they've come back together and they live happily ever after. The Dark Crystal, rated R, coming to NBC this fall. <laughs> Not bad. Well done. Uh, sir. I did. I did pull a yada yada yada. <laughs> crystal back together. The end. So speaking of rated R, um, Skeksis, Ma- Phil, type movies, Skeksis. Uh, the Happy Time Murders looked really nasty. Oh the yeah, movie yeah, that came out last yeah, year. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I definitely like. I was like the first thirty seconds of the trailer. I was like, "Oh, this looks kind of cool." And then like the last two minutes of the trailer, I was like, "I'm definitely not going to see no, this." No, no. <laughs> uh, this now, wasn't rated R, was it? No, I'm joking, okay. guys. This is rated like no. PG. It may be rated G. I don't know. There's some really Happy Time Murders might be the only rated R puppet movie. I don't know, dude. Puppet. Well, other than P- uh, Peter Jackson's work, I'm telling yeah. you, oh, it's really? it's unbelievable. Pretty like bad. it's so bad. Yeah. Um, Gosh, so bad. Um, but then he went on a, a little bit of a career. Uh, I feel like he, I feel like he fixed it. Yeah, yeah he, he's okay. <laughs> this didn't ruin it. Um, so this is the Dark Crystal, and they are uh, coming out with a prequel. We said on Netflix. Yeah. Is it already August. out? No, it's it comes out in August. Okay, so check that out on on the uh, Netflix. People will finally uh, hear more, get more of that Dark Crystal they've been after, more of them after it. Um, the essence, truly the essence 
of the Dark Crystal. Right. Uh, let's talk about the Dark Crystal here. Um, Thomas, yeah. what do you remember? Your first um, thoughts of the Dark Crystal. You were a young lad. Yeah. Um, you were... You you saw this and just had to see what it was all about. Did you see it in the theater? I did see it in the theater. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a big theater goer even at that age. I was nine, so my dad took me to all kinds of stuff. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being fairly traumatized by it. Yeah. Um, simply because, like, it's really scary um, if yeah. you're a kid. You know, I was nine when this came out. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, you go into the theater and you see people's essence being sucked out. Um, you Using see this crystal, you see this, like, I mean, there's something really creepy about Chamberlain. Who's like the main sort of skexy yeah. character. Mm. I mean, he is, he is creepy. Um, they're all creepy. They're he's bird. like a child molester. Or yeah. Something. He basically like, looks that way. He's yeah. very creepy looking. He's, he's got a bird looking character. They're very skeletal. Yeah. But that's just like their exos. This big beaky thing. Nasty. Gosh. And there's so a gross. scene where he, like he is. Um, kind of like exiled because he was, uh, they get into this fight, him and this other guy, the general after the main emperor dies and they, what was it called? Like, um, oh gosh, death by combat or, or something like trial by combat, trial by combat. And they get into like this sword battle. Well, or it's the stone trial boss, the stone. They're trying to hit the, they're trying to break the stone. Is that, is how they determine. Yeah. Um, how they how they do it? Sorry, guys. We're, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Isn't that right? Yeah. Was it trial hit, by stone? Trial but, by stone, but maybe. I, I, but I think you're right. I feel like the word combat was in there somewhere. Anyway. Anyway, point is, once he loses, all these other Skeksis roll over to him and strip him naked. Yes. Basically, except down to like his underwear. Yeah. They tear all of his robes and everything off of him. And, they, and it's and then he's exiled. And then he's kicked out. Which, why would you even, I mean, he could have just hung tight and been probably in the, you know, upper two or three people. Well, there's only 10 of them left, right? So they don't mess around, do they? Yeah. I mean, it's not like. (laughs) Uh, Jim Henson did the voice of Jen, by the way, on mm -hmm. here. So that, that, that lends itself to be, you know, that's pretty big deal. Um, He also does the, he's the voice of the emperor as well. The original emperor who eventually just dies pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so he weird. kind of like gargles a little bit and then <laughs> I'm still the emperor and then he just like disintegrates. Yeah. So weird. Um so basically let's let's go over this uh, plot here. Uh Jen uh is our main character. But we well, we don't meet Jen until he's, he's after the after the Skeksis have their fight. No, 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 no. He's he's like one of the first things like right after the narration comes in, he's sitting there and it looks like he's naked playing mm-hmm. his flute. And then the and the mystics, uh, the mystics need to call him. And of course, what would you do when you need to call the last remaining Gelfling? You'd go, ah, really loudly. And then he comes running. Um, so he comes in. Ah, what is it? And sits down next to What's his happening? the master, right? Who tells him this whole thing about the dark crystal? So he he kind of waves his hand over this like magic purpley bowl soup thing or green or whatever it is and this like holograph of the dark crystal shows up the shard and uh and jen's got to go find it he sends him on his adventure because he's the chosen one i mean they knew this all along well it's the uh prophecy has foreseen this right 
and they are on their way to um, – he, he then just takes off. You need to go find the shard of the crystal that had been broken off. You don't really find out till the end exactly what this breaking off of the shard did, though, right? I don't think so. I, it was just about to mend the dark crystal. Yeah, and what you find out at the end – I'm going to go ahead and spoil this. but the <laughs> Spoiler the, alert. Well, I'm just going to say spoiler alert on this movie that you – 30-year-old you, 30 year old Yeah, movie. if you haven't already seen it. Um, uh, almost 40-year-old, which is crazy. Um they have broken the crystal. Dark crystal got broken yep. by the combined, whatever they're called. What are they called? The Urskex. Urskex. But the Urskex, then they broke the crystal, and the piece, piece of it broke off, and then they split into two races, the bird-like Skeksis people and the sloth-like mystics. mystics. Four-armed sloth-like mystics. But then they, at the end, when the when uh, Jen puts the crystal, by the way, spoiler, he makes it. He puts the crystal back in, uh, puts the shard back together. They end up recombinating into one one kind of ethereal looking ghost race looking thing. Yeah. Really er- weird. Yeah, very strange. Kind of so like, like a ring wraith. They, <laughs> or it, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, the oh. kings of underneath the, uh, the king people underneath the um, tombs. The, right. Yeah, the former kings on. Lord of the Rings. When he gets the yeah, help. Like the Dwarven Kingdom. The or, Dwarven ki- whatever they are. Anyway. Again. Yeah. We digress. Yeah, sorry. We, we digress. My bad. Um, <laughs> it's our new show coming to NBC. It's called We Digress. Um, so we, uh, then, basically though, they've, these groups have split off. The Skeksis have ruled. Yeah. They have been the ruling class after the shard broke, after the gem uh, descended, or broke off. They have been the ruling class and they've ruled very viciously. Yeah. The mystics have been the peace-loving, uh, you know, hippie commune people uh, that have lived uh, kind of yeah. off on their own. They live out in like they're, Tatooine. And yeah, they're but they're kind of cool. but they're dying off. The Skeksis are dying off. <laughs> um, and Jen, the chosen one, who is a young gel- Gelfling. He's the last. He's the last Gelfling. They, that's what they think, anyway. Turns out there's another one named Kira. Yeah, it's a where girl. did she She's come pretty. from? I don't know. She just shows up. She knows up. how to talk to animals, though. She she's does. Like, she's like, and yeah. all of a sudden, here, she's it's like, very Avatar. This is very Avatar-like. Um, so they um, end up running paths together. Uh, first, though, before that happens, Jen goes to Agra. Yeah, what's Agra exactly? I don't know. She's kind of she kind of freaks me out too. She's she's like this frog-looking, yeah, like a Medusa-faced kind of. Yeah. Weird frog-looking thing, and she's she lives in this look what looks like to be like an observatory or something like a yeah or some giant clock and mind you machine folks, in there. All these things are puppets. Everything is this puppet. Uh, the the scaled things, this observatory that Thomas is talking about, is this big metal contraption thing. Right, it's pretty impressive, really. Uh, but it's all been built for these sets. It's cons- it, like and, the set design yeah. is insane. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, and from a puppet standpoint. From a real life standpoint, it would be small. Now we have here's what I, here's what I will say on this show. The worst movie I've said this before. The worst movie I've, I've, we've ever covered on this show is actually a movie called Double Double Toil and Trouble, and it involved. It's a basically made for TV movie though mm. uh, with the Olsen twins, and there's uh-huh. a couple sets built on this that uh-huh. that that is done for scale, small size, and it looks bad. If I cussed on this show, I would say a bad word, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it. Looks really bad. Um, this looks good because it's done so ornately for puppets. So if you've ever yeah. been around 
people doing puppets, it's normally, you know, just this blind with a curtain and someone sticks their hand through the curtain. And they, well, this is like an elaborate <laughs> world created for puppets. So you've got to give it a lot of credit. So. Well, and I mean, like, there are moments in this movie where you see, like, a full size puppet, like, running. Oh, yeah. You know. And you're just like, I can't even believe this. Or it's the, the larger puppet thing that's got probably multiple people in yeah, it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, anyway. But Jim Henson, as a genius, to be able to visualize all this, he didn't have a computer generation like software right. to be able to lay this out. Anyway, we're about we're going to do a break here. But when we, uh, am I right? Yeah, when we come back, we'll talk more about the Dark Crystal. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, we are talking today. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Crystal. Talking, talking, talking about the Dark Crystal, not talking to the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Here in studio, we have the Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, what do you have to say? Okay. <laughs> um, there you go. Anyway, Thomas Falk's in the house. Thomas, what's up? Just chilling, man. Loving the Dark Crystal. We're talking the Dark Crystal, uh, 1982's fantasy superstar. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, right now uh, on a segment, a pretty new segment, I like to call... The trophy case. Mm-hmm. The trophy case. That's my sound effects. All right. Uh, tell Jim Henson. Oh, never mind. Don't tell him anything. Uh, tell someone in Hollywood that I've got great sound effects. Uh, that's right. The awards won and nominated by, nominated for and won by the Dark Crystal. Uh, best visual effects for a BAFTA. I love saying the word BAFTA. BAFTA. A BAFTA award nominee for best visual effects did not win. Uh, winner of Best Fantasy Film, a Saturn Award, uh, and the winners of that were Jim Henson and Gary Kurtz. Um, nominated another Saturn Award for Best Special Effects uh, and did not win, uh, Roy Field, Brian Smithies. Uh, and then another winner of a AVRS Fantasy Film Festival, which, by the way, is in France. And I'm seeing a picture of where it's at in AVRS. Beautiful. My gosh. It's mm. like at the bottom of a ski slope. We need to make a movie yeah. and then enter it in the Aviores Fantasy Film Festival. Just to be able to go. Oh, my gosh. Holy Lord. Uh, winner and grand prize of uh, that film festival. Uh, and then also nominated for a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. That's right. The trophy case. You Closing know, the case. I, I, liked the, I have to admit, I liked this movie when I was a kid. It was scary. There were aspects of it. I loved it. The fact that it was Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like there was something that was kind of special about going to a movie that was this kind of scary when I was like when I was a kid. But I, you know, like was it appropriate for me? Probably not. But can you imagine that though? Like it was made for kids. It was made like for Jim kids. Henson's idea was to make this for kids. I think I don't think it was to make this for adults because they didn't make things like this for adults then. Right. Well, they didn't make this kind of thing at all. Then. That's true. He was cutting edge. So, I mean, I, the the things that make this movie horrible to me are things like the story's very derivative. Yeah, and I think that um, the only thing that I mean, honestly, and I, we say that tongue in cheek about it, about is it horrible or not? Obviously, the Dark Crystal, it's art, the puppetry right. that Jim Henson's able to pull off. It's it's unbelievable genius for him to be able to visualize these sets and put together these sets and, right. and visualize these things. The story. It's not the best story it's of all not, time. It is I, I don't thin. think. Very thin. Very thin. And it's also then the story is lengthened by all of the time that they're traveling here right. and there at a puppet's pace, if you yes. will. 
you, you know what I'm saying? Well, so it's like the it's like the extended version of Lord of the Rings. It's like go get to Mordor. Like where yeah. like where is the eagle? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if the eagle can well, come take you all the way back to the Shire, why didn't it just come along at the beginning? I know and take you, drop you off, just drop you off. It just has to be motivated. Like five the eagles are long. lazy. The eagles are very lazy on Lord of the Rings. I guess they're so. like we don't want to have to do this again and <laughs> like, they needed we're, we're we're like a one trip eagle yeah one way dude trip. we're yeah we're not gonna do this all the time we're not gonna keep bailing you out okay <laughs> we'll bail you out again we're the eagles anyway yeah. so um on dark crystal though yeah i could have used an eagle or a greyhound bus to get them from one place to another right um they slowly are making their way they uh jen we're back to jen he is a gelfling he is the chosen one Yes. The uh, we have the Skeksis versus the Mystics. Uh, Jen is trying to get the shard back. He's been told the chosen one will will reunite the races. Yeah. And uh, put the shard back into the dark crystal. Uh, meanwhile, the Skeksis have ruled for a thousand years. They have this ability to suck the essence out of <laughs> uh, out of these. It's basically a slave race, yeah. the podlings, right. and they use this the dark crystal's energy to zap this light into their eyeballs. This is the scariest yeah. part for me. Into their eyeballs, and it sucks the essence out of them into liquid form, and only the emperor uh, can drink the essence. Right. It so makes weird. Them young. Think yeah. about this, folks. So I just out like just hit the rewind button about two times, and you'll be like, <laughs> "That's the weirdest story I've ever heard." But yeah. that's what we're after here. That's why the story. For me, is a little thin. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing. I mean, it's like it's I don't know the it, the the story is ju- the story is just thin. And I mean, I think that there are like some you know the things about like well, you're the last of your race and all this kind of stuff. And then suddenly, oh well, there's another one. Yeah, and it's a female. Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, and you've got like the little puppet dog Fizgig, who I think is hilarious, but. That's his only purpose, is yeah, to be funny. And cute. And cute. And have a little cute look. Yeah. But he also, I will say this, but he gets all fired up and his mouth gets huge. <laughs> yeah. Like he does turn it, it's like this. He makes for great gift material. I'll yeah, he's very, yeah, yeah. He's very giffy. What if they had any um, plush toys made of him? Did they really that, do that in 82? Other than that, Star, Wars, Star Wars did. Well, I don't know how much I don't remember did. there being any Dark Crystal merchandise at all, which might have might owe to the fact that like no one really knows about this movie very much. Yeah. I realize it's got a little bit of a cult following, but yeah, and there's no lasting there's no real lasting uh presence in the presence, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there there are people like like you had said there's a cult following, but there's not like, you know, one one big thing that sets it apart other than just it looks weird yeah. at times. I mean, it's groundbreaking in terms of like its creativity and imagination as far as like the sets and things like that. I wish that they had put as much effort into the story as they did with, like, the Gartham suit. I mean, that thing is amazing. Yeah, and just the way they, um, the Garthams, the Garthams are these, uh, like, roach slash big crabs, crab, whatever things. they are. As um, big as, like, a porta potty. Gosh. Uh, they, at one point, they're, they're traveling. Jen and Kira end up in this, uh, gelfing city, uh, and they read about the prophecy. Um, they run back into Chamberlain. How do they, uh, how do they get rid of Chamberlain? Chamberlain's the evil guy that challenged for the general, uh, for the emperor seat and then lost. He was literally stripped of all of his pomp of circumstance yep. and then sent out into the wilderness. Um, how if do they I'm get not, rid of him? I think if I'm not mistaken, they just run away. 
Didn't he slash his hand with uh, the crystal at one point? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's a very Cobra Commander-like character. You like J.J.? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, Cobra Commander. He is Chamberlain's very Cobra Commander-like. And then uh, they uh, end up slowly making their way. Kira gets abducted. Um, and she gets tossed in a bag. And they try to take her essence as well with the crystal. He, she fights it off. Jen shows up, right? Saves the day. Saves the day, puts the crystal back, in, or the shard back into the crystal. Right, he jumps on top of it. I think she's actually died. Mm. She, I believe, has died. And he jumps up onto the crystal, and it's a pretty dramatic moment. He, like, raises his hand up all big and just yeah. slams it down in there. Big beams of light. Crazy. And I think the, the Urskeks actually revive Kira. But the Mystics have been making their way over to the the dark palace or the crystal palace or whatever it is that they call it too but they they literally walk about as slow as a sloth yeah and it's a lot of that stuff where they're rolling i said earlier that jim Hen- jim henson does the puppeteering of gin yeah yeah uh if he did his voice that that's incredible puppeteering but... the head now stephen garlic is oh, the person okay. that did it which gotcha. he's a british actor anyway uh and then they basically turn into back into one race and Right. Then they've sealed it back up, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yep. And, I mean, like, there have been... Th- this movie has, uh, you know, sparked a lot of things. They tried to make a sequel to it, um, which fell apart a number of times. And then, you, like you mentioned before, like, um, Netflix is going to be doing a prequel series that starts at the end of August. So, you know, it's, this is a movie that people can c- catch on Netflix, and if they've never seen it before... I mean, it's worth a watch. Yes, it's worth a watch. It's just don't, just don't. Uh, you don't have to think very hard. Like appreciate it for the fact that it's honestly, it's pretty beautiful and astounding that they were able to do all the puppeteering that they did. Pretty incredible stuff. Um, you know what the inspiration for this movie comes from? I don't. So, um, Hen- Jim Henson read a poem. Um. Uh, by Lewis Carroll, who's the guy yeah, who the, created Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah, and um, it had in this poem it talked about uh these crocodiles living in a palace, and hmm. they lived basically as humans. They had robes, they had jewelry, and that's what his vision, interesting, his visual for this came from. That I wonder if I wonder if uh, through the Looking Glass or Alice in Wonderland also had some uh influence on Labyrinth as well, because it's kind of a similar style of story yeah and he's got a, a this other uh thing called the land of gorch so weird <laughs> and this is it's an uh, unfortunate name gorch hmm. it sounds something you need to put like so a medicated weird. cream on anyway and so the land of gorch had some of these characters that were basically from uh uh dark crystal land of gorch was on snl by the way Hmm. Which is so weird. Anyway, I've never heard all the of it. all the weird connections. Very okay, so um, let's talk about this. Uh, yeah. What's the um, thoughts? What's some goods and bads? What are the goods of the movie? Oh gosh, goods of the movie is that you know like it's a it's an adventure story. Um, the puppeteering is amazing. There is like the the music is it. I think that the sets are something that are worth seeing, and just the. Some of the puppets, the Gartham suit, the Skeksy suit, the Mystics are amazing. There's one other animal, the Strider. 
Do you remember the Strider? Mm, the Strider. The Strider, those big sort of uh, flea-like looking yes, things that, that they, they ride. They're ride. basically like their horses. Yeah. Yeah, they're enormous. Um, and weird, weird looking too. They're very weird looking. Yeah. But uh, that kind of stuff's that's the that stuff's awesome. I mean, the imagination that went into creating the creatures for this, it really does paint a world that you can kind of immerse yourself into. I will say this: uh, yes, there's some very um, graphic things that, like the stealing of one's essence or soul or whatever right. they're doing. Um, that's graphic. But then, like the Gartham, the big creatures that are supposed to be the muscle of the group. Yeah, they don't really hurt anybody. You no. I mean, they might grab you. They grab well, but even then, like they're not hurting any humanoids. They kill at one point the land strider thing. Right at the end, um, one of the Gartham and a and one of those fall over the edge of a cliff. Yeah, fighting. But beyond that, those are the only things really that that die die in this per se. Right. I kind of got the impression that Augur died, but I don't think that's actually true. Isn't she around at the very end or close to the end? Well, she might be, but I thought like her whole house was on fire and everything. So, yeah, I wouldn't have been happy if I were her. She was very upset about that. (laughs) My house, my home, (laughs) it's on fire. All of my pets, my entire Beanie Baby collection has been burnt. You know, this is this is a movie. I think that if there wasn't merchandising for, they could have really missed the boat on that. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like. And I guess they didn't think about it in the same terms now. But you also, back then, you had to have, like, you had to have, get someone to purchase the licensing licensing right. of it. And you had to have someone create that. So they had to put capital on it. And I could see them looking at this going, yeah, I don't I, I don't know if, we, you know, what are we going to make? A doll, like some dolls or things like that. We're going to make so, dolls of dolls? I don't know. There was a video game. Oh, there was? Uh, there was a comic book adaptation that Marvel did. Um, there is um, know, some books, a board game that came out in 82. There is, no, that's newer, a newer like role-playing game. That's that's come, that's very, fairly recent. Huh. Book and cassette type thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would you imagine put that, that out. kind Disney, of thing. But Disneyland like, Records put that out. When you, I, I guess I think about this. This is a movie about puppets, right? Yeah, or why wouldn't you make puppets? puppets? Why wouldn't you just make puppets? I don't know. It would make so much sense. <laughs> it would make so much sense to do that. So, And, I mean, like, this was clearly a one-off story, so maybe a licensing company wasn't interested in that uh-huh. because it wouldn't have had sustaining power. It takes money to to come up with, you know, dyes and all the things that you're going to need. Yeah, but, and you got to have the, yeah, and you have to have the person that's going to carry it out and right. everything else. But. but can you imagine having, like, a play set of Augur's house? No, it would be unbelievable. Or the little mystic village. Or the dark, or the crystal palace, or the the castle, or whatever the thing I is. I don't. I guess I don't think there's any dark crystal toys. Let's see if there's any dark crystal. They're, they're toys. I can't imagine dark crystal toys. While you guys wait, while we look this up, I'm going to sing you a song. Uh, one of the songs uh, from the Mystics. Are you ready, Thomas? Yeah, for our I'm song ready. One, two, ready, go. Oh. Now they have some new stuff. It's online, but these are definitely not uh, from there. Now, there's a Funko Pop, by the way, of the Dark Crystal Ursul, the Chanter. What the heck? Um, Chamberlain. There's a Chamberlain doll. 
I mean, these things are crazy and cool. But... I think these are. I think these are all new, though. I think these yeah. are all re- recreations of the original. Yeah. Yeah, reflections. Yeah, these are all. These are all new. They don't. There. I don't think there was any original merchandise in this set. So, anyway, <coughs> uh, rate this thing: one being horrible, five being the worst thing you can imagine ever. Meet the Feebles. Mm. I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give it a three. Really? Yeah. You don't have to rate it if you don't think it's. No, I Is mean, it, like I, I liked it a lot more when I was a kid. Yeah, I, you know what I, I mean? can see that. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, I, I tend to rate it lower because it was marketed for kids, and I don't know that it is for kids, really. Yeah, it's almost like Jim Henson's like, I can make a play. This will be my playland, and I'll get to imagine all these things that I want to do. Yeah, and we'll just make these things, and right, someone's gonna pay forty or how many million dollars? Where did I say twenty something million dollars? To budget this unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, real quick, what's one thing you've been into lately? Anything you can think of? Oh gosh, fun, fun, fun. Anything special? Nothing. A movie man. you've seen? Um, oh. Maybe a dance move you've you know, learned? <clears throat> I saw Captain Marvel. Yes, and I gotta say it's probably my favorite of the Marvel movies. That's awesome. Yeah, like good, just good story and stuff. I mean. I think it ruins a little bit of the whole MCU prior to that, just because of the, yeah. the time frame that it was mm-hmm. set in. Mm-hmm. But as a standalone movie, solid. <coughs> Super solid. Cool. Yeah. Super. Yep. She's pretty powerful. We've yet to really see her powers tapped out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where she's up against something she can't just take down. Yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but very cool. Uh, Phil, anything you've been into lately? Uncharted Lost Legacy on uh, PlayStation 4. On PS4. Yeah, this is uh, basically like a little kind of mini sequel to uh, Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. Thief's End, which came out several years ago. But it's a standalone game. You don't need the, the original. You don't need an, any Uncharted game to, to purchase this game. I got it on the um, PlayStation or Sony State of Play um, or Days of Play sale. And it was only 10 bucks. And it's like a eight or nine hour, maybe 10 hour game. Like it's a full game. Cool. So um, if, you, if you've never played any of the Uncharted games, um, I think this would be a little bit of a weird place to start, but um, it's a really cheap deal for a great game. So cool. Check it uh, out. My one thing I will say that I've been into, uh, my wife and I worked all the way through, I think it's only five episodes of Chernobyl. Mm. Uh, yeah. So good. Really good. I enjoyed it. Now I like history um, and I like that uh, explanation of how it kind of went down. Uh, I, I, the uh, Russian government is not a big fan. A lot of the Russians are not as big a fan of how the adaptation turned out. Well, I can't imagine. And yeah. so I am, I hope that they make a Russian version of it. Cause I would watch that too. Cause give me some subtext. <laughs> Listen, uh, Vladimir, just give me some subtext. I'll watch your movie. I'll watch a, a series. Folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. But yeah. Um, I think that I would watch. For sure, a the Russian version of Chernobyl, whatever that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that, about Chernobyl, I will say this, and I don't mean to spoil anything for you guys. Uh, the I don't, this is the last thing before we cut this off, but um, they don't use they, it's it's mainly I think it's all British actors, and they don't use any of the fake uh, Russian accent stuff that we've all grown oh. to love. 
yeah, about uh, adaptations of Russian things. Right. But yeah, I read about that, and, I, and at first I was like, oh, man, I want to hear somebody go, oh, oh Kamrodsky, blah, 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 you know, all the... Moose and squirrel. Almost a squirrel, <laughs> like, stuff like that, you know? Um, but basically, Shakespeare has done that for... You know, Shakespeare did that, like, where they would take something that wasn't their language, and, you right. know, they're doing, you know, he's doing... Um, Mark Antony, or he's doing like stuff in Egypt. We don't know, and all these Egyptians have, you know, British accents, right? So you know, or Julius Caesar, or Julius Caesar, you know, they have British accent anyway. So it didn't bother me. I I I would have have much if the entire show is all in subtitles. That that would not have been good. So (laughs) Jasmine in the live chat has posted something in Russian. In Russian, Uh, I I hope that I hope that says uh, buy more vodka. (laughs) <laughs> anyway uh guys thanks so much uh for tuning in to the horror movie podcast just remember uh just because from hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible thomas thanks for coming in you betcha uh, phil as me. always great job i'm gonna buy you a couple more uh dark crystal beanie babies now since you sat mm. through this those are collectors i know items. you love them i know you love the skexies who doesn't we all do all right see you guys bye-bye The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.